Welcome to another episode of Getting Prospective uh, with the Bleacher Preachers. Uh, this is David. Hi, I'm Mike. And Mike's back. Hey, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> a few weeks off, but he's getting back in the mix. That's what happens when you have family, though, right? You got obligations and uh, things right. to take care of, right? So um, happy to have Mike back in the mix. Discuss a little uh, game previews here. We got uh, we got a handful of games that we want to talk about. We're going to talk about those prospects within the game. Uh, you know, we'll try to heavily focus on that. You know, we'll do a little bit of talking about what we expect maybe too, but, um, you know, we're, we're kind of a prospect focused uh, podcast. So that's what we'll be looking at. First and foremost, you know, we always want to mention our sponsor, uh, Elevated Visuals. That's E-L-E-V-8-D visuals.com. Check them out if you're looking for a professional videographer that you want to capture some of the moments with some cinematic flair. He can handle anything from wedding events to corporate videos and more. Check them out again. That's E-L-E-V-8-D-Visuals.com. When you ask him, he might help you out with your jump shot. Yeah, he may, he may even help you out with his jump shot. He's, <laughs> he's got those long arms, and, uh, you know, he's still somewhat young and athletic. That's so. himself, KD. <laughs> he, does, he does fancy some some Kevin Durant. So. Um, but, yeah, so we, we want to get into this list of game previews. We, we've done a little bit of some studying. As, you know, some of it's not necessary. We know some names, but you do have to kind of look and dig when you're thinking that, you know, who's going to have an impact on the game or who do you expect to have an impact on the game? Uh, we're going to start with Class A, one of the big games of the week that we're looking at. Uh, and, and this is from a, a record standpoint. You're talking about the Grand Island versus Kearney matchups, something out of the Metro. So I know it's hard for people within the Metro to keep track of those teams outside of the Metro, but there's some good teams, you know, in that uh, west of Lincoln. And um, Kearney is definitely, definitely one of them. Grand Island still got a little bit to, to prove. Their one loss, their four and one, their one loss was to Westside. Um, they have beaten North Platte, Norfolk, Lincoln, and Lincoln High, and Fremont. So not necessarily your your uh, they're not setting the world afire right. with uh, who they beat. And those those teams are still some something that cliche. Food. You know, they can only play who's in front of you. <laughs> that is, so. That's that, and that, that's a hundred percent true. You only can only be who's in front of you. So they've handled their business. Outside of that loss to Westside, but there's a lot of teams that are going to lose to Westside. Carney, <laughs> uh, you know, they're 5-0. Uh, they're going to be looking to, to kind of stay in that undefeated rank, heading into some other, some bigger matchups down the line as well. And they've already beaten some pretty good teams. You know, Obviously, they just beat Bellevue West. Uh, a little shorthanded West was, but, you know, you still can't uh, you still can't take away for that win. Like you said, play who's in front of you. Right. So, you know, Grand Island all kind of starts uh, with with uh, Justice Hostetler. Uh, he leads the team in touchdowns with four and tackles per game with 7.2. He's got 36 total. You know, he's averaging about 17 yards of reception a game, but you know, ultimately he's one of the better athletes. He's a, a senior. He's 5'11", 205 pounds, plays that running back, middle linebacker position. You know, he is probably the, the catalyst of the offense, so to say, you know, give him the ball. Um, and the defensive side, your 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 stopper when it comes to the ground game, uh, which they're going to need against uh, against an able Carney team. Um, they they do have other running backs. They like to mix it up quite a bit when it comes to that running back position. Uh, the other running backs that that uh, that they have uh, have managed 491 yards and six touchdowns. We got Kayla Richardson. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed in some of the film that I saw about him was they line him up everywhere. So he can go off the edge, he can go up the middle, 
Um, but it looks like to me when I was looking at him, he's more effectively coming around the edge. Yeah. Like he hits that pretty nicely. Hopefully the line can, uh, you know, the line does have to uh, keep up with that. And yeah, for sure. That edge to go around. Well, he's got uh, he's got three touchdowns, 167 yards. So he, uh, you know, is probably that second option when it comes to, especially around the goal line. So like you said, the ability to get around the edge and whatnot is, you know, pretty yeah. strong with them. They got Nelson Wheeler, who is actually only a sophomore, but he's 184 pounds, 5'9", which is a running back size. I mean, we, we talked, Tony and I talked about it last week, that it seems like a lot of these running backs run between that 5 to 7, 5 Five to nine, 9 range, yeah. you know, pushing anywhere from 170 to maybe 200 pounds. Um, so he's right in that running back range for a sophomore, which is uh, pretty good. He's got 207 yards with a touchdown and also looks like he can catch the ball a little bit. He's got 69 yards receiving with a touchdown as well. Uh, the the other one is Riker Booth. Uh, he is a junior. It's 5'7", 156 pounds. He's got 117 yards and two touchdowns. So they're kind of multifaceted at the yeah, running back do. position. Yeah, like you said, they spread that ball around. Just looking at like their their quarterback, Bodie Albers. I mean, he's tall. I don't know if you saw his video. I, mean, I didn't realize how tall he was comparatively. So just watching him just scan the field. Um, hopefully, you know, we can get, you know, to his receivers and whatnot, but, um, it looks like he can actually, you know, run the ball as well. Yeah. I mean, that's another option that they have. Yeah. And they, and they've done a good job just, you know, everybody's, you know, it's kind of that next man up almost with them. You know, it's not, you know, there's one guy that's just con- consistently having a good game. Yeah, deep. There's indi- like- individuals having good games that are helping them win. So they can come from any, any direction with them. Um, you know, on the defensive end, uh, and off, and he also plays offense at tackle position. Uh, I have down Caden Roberson. He's a senior, 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, he's second in the team in tackles. He's, uh, he's averaging about just under six a game. He's got a couple sacks and a fumble caused. So he's a good-sized kid. Probably the strength and blocking for that quarterback on that that, t- that from that tackle position. And also is providing a little bit of disruption from that defensive end position. Um, so that's somebody to keep an eye out for you know, going against that Carney offensive line and, uh, you know, trying to create a little bit of, uh, of some havoc there for Griffin Novacek. Was there Talk any... about tall, that guy. <laughs> yeah, t- <laughs> I was like, Griffin's holy, got holy. some signs. He was, was like, he's 6'4", I think is what I noticed. Did, does that spot sum it up for Grand Island, kind of some of the prospects to kind of keep an eye on and what's going to do? I, that's the ones I have. That's the ones I have, too. So Grand Island, as we talked, is they're kind of a team that likes to grind it out. It's that, like I said, next man up and those individuals will, uh, you know, perform as a different one that's stepping up every game almost. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, which one of these guys uh, is is the one that steps up this week and because they're going to need it. You know, they, this this Carney team is is no joke. You know, they're well coached, they're a physical team, and they enjoy you know defying expectations. A lot of people always go into these Carney games kind of underestimating them. And they they always seem to shock them. So you know, going on to Carney. You know, we just kind of spoke about it. Griffin Novacek, the quarterback there, is having a great year. Might be a pretty undervalued prospect it is. You, you said he was he's tall. What would 6'4"? 6'4", 210. Yeah. Plays, a, plays quarterback and linebacker. Yeah, I saw <laughs> so, that. <laughs> normally you see a quarterback that may play a safety position. But he does give you a nice little run-pass option as well, so that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Deal. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's got 489 yards pass and 333 rushing. It's pretty easy. So he's multi-talented. Um, he is a uh, diverse quarterback, and he has five touchdowns 
doing each. He has five touchdowns passing and rushing. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I have is that, you know, that impressed me with him too, is that he has a 67% completion percentage. Mm. I think that's that's pretty damn important. Yeah, just the videos I saw of him, you could see how he's, uh, and I'm sure it has to do with his height, but he can scan the field pretty nicely. And see he knows where to go with the ball. His quarterback rating is 130.3. Jeez. Nice. So there's an efficiency there, right? Yeah. So you have a dual-threat quarterback who, you know, he is, is distributing the ball pretty well, um, accurately, and in, it is equating to results, you know. Um, and that's, you know, it's kind of the Anthony Rizak uh, yeah. formula, <laughs> if you will. Um, so that, you know, Griffin Novacek is going to be Carney's, uh, you know, they're, they're, he's their catalyst. He's the one that really gets that offense going both yeah. through the air and on the ground. You know, he's got a strong backup when it comes to Abel Molina, the, the senior, 5'9", 165 pounds. Little bruiser. That's Little bruiser. This is what I put yeah. down the, the prim. Like, he, could, he looks like he's seeking contact yeah. sometimes on some of these runs. And Coach Cool, I heard him on the radio talking about, there's a long tradition of Molina's in the Carney. Oh, is there? Yeah, so I heard him on the radio talking about it. And, and Tony actually one time was like, I wonder if he's related to, to this Molina <laughs> that played when I played. And, and the fact of the matter is, I think he is, because the way the coach was talking there, there's like a family tradition of Molina's that's come through that Carney team. And Abel is the next one up who... Um, you know, he's got very good speed, like you said, a little bit of a bruiser. And you were talking about his the size, too. He's that typical. That 5'9", five nine, 165 I don't know, pounds. So not typical, but, you know, the well, it's good. Size you know, those type, of, those type of running backs is good because they they can play a little peekaboo at times, you know, yeah. hide behind that line and burst out of holes, right? Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's definitely something Molina has. He runs low to the ground, so it's hard to take down for yeah, sure. Hard to yeah. tackle. Yeah. He's averaging around 76 yards a game. He's got 380 on the year with six touchdowns. So Molina has had some impressive games. I think he's had a couple hundred yard games, two two one hundred yard games so far this year. He's, I believe, the leading rusher for the team right now. Yeah, as running back position. So he is. So that you know, the the Novacek and Molina process is is a very good one because you 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 do those RPOs. You can um, you know you can hand it off. You can throw it. Whatever the case may be. Uh, the other individual we have is uh, wide receiver full safety, Xander Ruling. He's a senior, 5'10". Mm-hmm. He's leading the team with 220 yards receiving, a couple touchdowns. Last year, he had 600 yards and eight touchdowns. So he seems to be kind of on that same trajectory. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, he's got 30 tackles on the year. So yeah, he's, he's playing uh, You know, he's playing the, both positions pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he, he seems more like somewhat a possession receiver in the red zone yeah. type of receiver for him which is, you know, a great thing to have, um, you know, and, and kind of a leader on that defense from that safety position. Yeah, it makes himself a really good target, actually. Yeah. I saw some video where you can see, um, you can trust him to get open and get that ball. Yeah. And they and he works well opposite Carter Lee. Carter Lee is their field stretching uh, receiver. He is somebody that can uh, that can get behind defenses and make, make people pay pretty quickly. When they're you're running, you're running, you're running. Right. <laughs> you get the possession receiver, then boom, they hit you over the top. Uh, the from the linebacker position, I, th- I think one of the you know one of the better prospects on the Carney team is Sawyer Schilke. Uh, he's a junior, 6'3", 220 pounds. He's averaging about eight three eight point three tackles a game. Uh, he leads the team with eight tackles for a loss. He has five sacks on the year, so he's averaging about a sack a game. Yeah. So uh, Shilke is is an impressive linebacker. Obviously, has great size. He can really put pressure on on offenses from a blitzing push perspective, mm. not just 
the yeah. tackling. You know, he's yeah, averaging Portsmouth to change the game. Right. He's averaging those eight tackles, but you know, he's he's also getting behind the line of scrimmage and, and creating a little bit of trouble for, for those opposing teams. Havoc. Yeah. And I and I also have the the his fellow linebacker, Ryan Meyer. He's also a junior, 6'2", 215. He's leading the team in tackles with nine point four a game. He's got forty seven. He also has a sack. So you got two pretty strong linebackers in there that make it tough to to create those to really break things loose. You know, Myers film. Uh, what I was impressed with about him was the ability to fight off blocks and then to continue to continue to complete the play. Yeah, um, you can see like how strong he is. You know, I saw him like go up against two guys, fought him off, and still made the tackle. You know, and I think that's what him and Shilky both bring. You know, that those six two, six three frames, two hundred twenty pounds. I mean, they are good-sized kids that that can take on an offensive lineman yeah. and, and shed those blocks. So, from a, from the Carney Grand Island perspective, you have, you know, you have a team that, um, you know, kind of that, like we said, is that next man up. You know, who's going to be the one that steps up? You know, they want to they want to run the ball. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to try to play a little physical on the defensive side. So, going up against a team that has a dual threat quarterback. Uh, a running back that is uh, a little bit of a grinder. Yep. Uh, have, they have a field stretcher, possession receiver, along with a solid core of linebackers, and even the safety position, as we said, with ruling that can come down and help and helps get tackles with thirty. Right. So, you know, I, I guess how do you see this playing out when it when it uh, when you think about all those prospects and what's going to be involved? Well, um, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a tough game. It looks like. It looks like Carney, I think it's going to be a tough game for Grand Island. Yeah, yeah. I think Carney might be able to go ahead and maybe impose their will on this game. Yeah, because you got a team that wants to run the ball, and, you know, how well can they throw it, right? So right. you make them one-dimensional. you got you got good linebackers that can put pressure on the quarterback, can stop the run, the safety Island that comes need, down and supports. Grand Island's going to need a ball control kind of game. Yeah, and they're, they're going to need to make some plays. Yeah. They're probably going to need to get some turnovers Yeah. Um, in order to really have a chance. I think Carney – you know, Carney's not necessarily a high flying team per se. This could be one of those, you know, twenty to seven type games or whatever the right. case may be. But um, you know, I think Carney just probably has too many weapons. You know, the the quarterback's too we'll good. Overwhelm them a little bit. Yeah, and the defense is going to be able to to contain that run enough. Um, Hopefully, it's a good game. You know. Yeah, I think it'll still be a decent game. You know, I think uh, you know Carney has a way to to make people to dictate to play the game that they want to. Um, but Grand Island, I don't know if necessarily is afraid of that because I think they still have they have some of that same philosophy that Carney does. So, um, and comparatively to some of these other teams that are maybe high flying offenses, Carney wants to slow them down. I don't know if Grand Island minds that as much. Right. Yeah, so they might not want, I mean, they, that's probably the game they want. Right. Quite honestly. So I don't know if Carney's going to blow them out, but I do think they'll probably come away with the dub. So the I'll next the next uh, Class A game we were looking at is the Millard South Lincoln East game, which is going to be Thursday night. Millard South is on a roll. You know, they, they've beaten Millard West, Elkhorn South, Gretna. You know, they... they coming in undefeated, right? Coming in undefeated. Yeah. Uh, they're the second team in the, in the state right now for Class A, get behind that West Side team. I think everybody's looking forward. And that's got to be some of the worry for Millard South is are they going to start looking forward to that West Side game that's coming up in a couple weeks um, and get bored. But they can't with Lincoln East. Lincoln East is ranked seventh right now. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team too. Right. So they, they lost to Kearney. Which Carney's a very good team. Uh, they're a top five team, um, but you know they're they're kind of the same Grand Island where the teams they beat, it, you're still kind of the, the jury's still out right. per se. They've beaten all Lincoln schools, Lincoln Southwest, 
Lincoln, uh, what was it, Lincoln, I think it was Lincoln High, they beat Columbus, right? So the, it's kind of one of those things where you're still, the jury's a little bit out on them, uh, but they have talent uh, yeah. that Lincoln East team does. Uh, they're led by Dash Bowman, who's kind of an all-around stud, uh, running back, linebacker, yeah. 6'2", 185 pounds. <laughs> He's a big kid. Yeah. He's got multiple offers. He's averaging 78 yards ground, on the ground. Uh, he's got 11 touchdowns in the year, but he can catch the ball too. And can catch the ball too. Yep. He's he's uh, he's dangerous in both the the run and receiving game, um, and he's averaging 5.4 tackles on defense. Oof, yeah, I saw him hit some people out there too. So yeah. I mean, he's uh, not going to shy away from contact. He is not on somebody side of the ball. He's not somebody you want to tackle, <laughs> or somebody you want tackling you. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's a uh, you know he's he's good package of a uh, of a young man. He's explosive. He's athletic. Uh, got good size. Um, Jeter Worthy, their quarterback, is a junior. So Jeter got thrust in in the sophomore year. This year he's kind of coming more into his own. He's got 983 uh, passing yards, 240 rushing, so he can get loose a little bit. Uh, 14 touchdowns total with 12 of those being passing. He's got a 127.6 quarterback rating. So he's also got a little bit of that efficiency. I think having a good receiving running back and some of those checkdowns He's also ranked top seven in stats in the state of Nebraska. So top seven, yeah. yeah. Jeter's so having a heck of a year. A um, so you, and he's he's got a good size too. Uh, six foot, six foot. Yeah. So and he duels. He's a multi-sport athlete. You know, plays baseball as well. Uh, so there's a lot of athleticism for Worthy and um, a lot to look forward to. And he's because he's been really coming into his own his junior year and you know his senior year. I think you could even expect more. Got that experience going. Absolutely. Owing Lassing, he's the he's their top receiver. He's averaging about 71 yards a game. He's 6'1", 175 pounds, got five touchdowns. So he's kind of their primary target when they're throwing the ball, especially around that, you know, when they're within that 20-yard line. Um, Mikhail Ford is the kind of their field stretcher. Hasn't had a lot of catches. You know, I, I would be interested to see more. He's a junior. I'd be interested to see more how he can provide his athleticism on the field. He's averaging 34 yards a catch right now. He just only has only had a handful of opportunities right. to catch the, those balls. Yeah, they're going to need to get the ball to him for sure. Yeah, playmaking. They're, they're going to need to make big plays for sure. And this could be their best opportunity. Um, you know, the, the run game is going to be tough against Miller and South because their defensive line is very good. You know, on the offensive line, defensive line, they have Noah Peterson. That's a, he is a senior, 6'1", 240. He's averaging four tackles a game. He's got four sacks on the year, and uh, ten, of, ten of his tackles uh, have been for losses this year. So he's he's somebody that gets behind in the def- in the offensive backfield, and he can disrupt an offense. So that's going to be their main. Uh, that'll be their main individual that's going to have to put try to put pressure on yeah. on Miller South's QB. A, he's going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to wreak havoc. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be uh, between him and Dash and trying to stop the run game. And trying to put pressure on Tamala because you don't want to give those guys too much time, especially with the way that uh, their offense has been clicking. It just seems to be getting better. Millard South's offense is getting more comfortable, getting better. So going into Millard South, you know, the, they're led by Jet Tamala. Jet Tamala is leading the states as a sophomore. Yeah, he's leading the state. He's only a sophomore, right? Only a I sophomore. Mean, with uh, 1,271 yards passing and, and 13 touchdowns. I saw a couple of uh, videos of just him, you know, with his accuracy, just already throwing the ball as a sophomore, like throwing it into windows. And I was just like, whoa. And then quite honestly, when I was looking at it first, at first I didn't know he was a sophomore, and I looked up, and I was like, holy moly. Yeah, you can see it on tape early. I seen it last year. 
he can sling it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he can he's, run the ball. He can he can, he's gonna he's pretty he's mobile enough. He's mobile yeah. enough for a quarterback. He's got good height. You know, he's another one of those six three, yeah. six four uh, quarterbacks. A little slight, you know, but he'll develop some of that strength as his years go here. Get a little bit bigger, thicker. Um, but you know, he is he is somebody that can just absolutely spin the ball. And it, it, it's showing this year. I mean, twelve. He's leading the state. He's got that confidence hands. too. He's not afraid to. No, not a, not afraid at all. Uh, he, his primary target is Marion Jackson. He's another sophomore. He's got uh, 478 yards receiving with eight touchdowns, he's averaging about 95 yards receiving a game. And Marion's getting more explosive as as we said. It's so nuts, man. These guys are young. Still. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing is they Millard South's sophomore class on, especially an offensive side, is is crazy. Yeah. Um, Uber talented. You know, they the, and Marion is kind of their main playmaker from the the receiving position. He can do some, you know handle some reverses and whatnot, create some opportunities through there. But you know, through the air, his length, uh, his size is something that gives other teams problems. Um, with Feller out, Nolan Feller, their top rusher out. You know, Gabriel Prusha, another sophomore, stepped oh, up last week. Feller was out. Yeah, Feller is out. Oh. Um, well, hopefully he might come back. I, I guess yeah. I haven't really seen if he will be back. Uh, so, but Feller is definitely somebody that they should, if if he plays, is somebody that has to be accounted for, right? Yeah, he rushes for over 100 yards. Yeah, you know, pretty. And he's a stout. He's a stout kid, yeah. right? So that is somebody they have to. But you know, he's been injured. You know, but Gabriel Prusha, the sophomore, stepped up in his place last week at 111 yards uh, rushing. Um, you know, it showed that he has the ability to to fill that space uh, well. You know, he, we'll see how they performs against those stronger defenses as they come. Right. You know, Lincoln East, as we said, needs to they need to fill those holes and try to put pressure on Tamala, make him get the ball out of his hand quick, because uh, you know it could be a long night if if the Spartans don't do that. Um, you know, the big guys. So the big guys are somebody you got to talk about with with uh, with Millard South. J.R. Lacuna, mm-hmm. uh, Aiden Miller, both around 6'2", you know, probably 240 pounds. Yeah. Uh, between the two of them, they're averaging about 13 tackles a game. The year they got 17 tackles for loss. So uh, Lacuna's got seven, Aiden Miller's got 10, and they got five and a half sacks between the two of them. Yeah. Primarily, I believe three and a half or so is is from uh, three or four are from, uh, from Lacuna. Absolute monsters. You know, I like to refer to Lacuna as Brock Lesnar Jr. Yeah, he's huge. You're going to have to at least uh, put a couple guys on him and then put a, yeah. another couple guys and guess what? Yeah. You only got one lineman to black two other guys. I seen yeah. I seen Lacuna at a camp two years ago, and I was like, holy crap, that kid, who is this kid? He's big. He, he's kind of one of those individuals that passes the eye test. And I was like, oh, man, that kid is big. You know, um, so – you know, he is, he, like I said, he's a bit of a Brock Lesnar Jr. is kind of what I call him, the vanilla gorilla, <laughs> if you will. But, um, you know, the, both of those guys. That's trademark, by yeah. the way. <laughs> they, uh, they control that defensive line. They put a lot, tons of pressure. Worthley will probably have to, yep. to roll out of the pocket. He's going to have to learn to be a little bit more mobile. That you ball's got to come out quick. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, some screen passes to Ballman probably yep. are necessary. Um, and then the last person with that uh, Millard South, Dylan Cool has been on fire these last couple weeks. That safety, he's got four sacks, three interceptions, a couple fumbles. He's averaging around four tackles a game from that safety position. He's kind of a ball hawk. He's a little bit all over the field. He had a touchdown a couple weeks ago, return. So um, you know he's somebody to keep an eye on because if 
if uh, Wordley gets a little, uh, if he gets a little sloppy with how he's throwing the ball around, you might see yeah. Cool step in and, and house one again. He's going to have to have almost a perfect game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the Lincoln East is going to have to make plays. You know, they got, uh, they're going to have to have some success on the ground. I don't think there's any question on it, but they're going to have to figure out a way to be spectacular. Um, at least create some plays on the offensive end and then how to put pressure on Tamala, uh, you know, and try to fill some of those holes and, and limit some of that run game. Hope that South comes out a little flat. Maybe maybe jump on that. I yeah. know. So it sounds like you and I are both kind of yeah. the same thinking that Miller South <laughs> is probably going to, yeah, probably going to, you know, walk away pretty easily with this one with, with the Spartans. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can hang in. Yeah. Hopefully they can hang in there. Uh, one of the other games that we have for our game that we we wanted to pay attention to was a Scott's Bluff and Waverly game. Now, I know Scott's Bluff is a three and two. They have a three and two record. They lost the last two games against York and Grand Island Northwest. The Grand Island Northwest game was probably it's probably going to be considered one of the games of the year this year so far. Um, you know, Scott's Bluff went to tie it up, missed the extra point, they end up losing thirty five thirty four. Oh, so it was a tough loss, man. <laughs> absolutely. But it was a tough fought game between those two teams. Uh, Scott's Bluff is always a pretty prominent force when it comes to Class B. You know, they're in their last year with the running back Sebastian Boyle, all-state running back, uh, 5'11", 210 pounds. He's averaging 135 yards a game. He's got nine touchdowns on the year. And this kid is another one of those kids where I've seen him at a camp, and it's like, yeah. Another one who looks like, because he plays outside linebacker as well, another one who's seeking that contact. He's not afraid to shy away from it. And not afraid to give it either. Yeah, he is a solid 210 yeah. pounds. Strong tree trunk legs. So 5'10", 5'11", I think. Yeah, 5'11". Five, five five he's a good size back that, uh, you know, that you don't look forward to tackling. That's all I wrote down. I was like, he's a load, man. He is, he's an absolute load. <laughs> he looks it, too. Yeah. He looks like rock hard, too. Like, whoa. Uh, Nate Kelly, the quarterback, the sophomore quarterback, has had a, has had a pretty damn good year. Uh, he's got 738 total yards. Uh, 579 of them rushing with yeah. six touchdowns total. That's what I'm going to say. They're going to have to get that run game going. Obviously, it seems like it leads with him. You know, it starts with him. And... Yeah, it really does. You know, as much as obviously everybody expects Boyle, right? But I think Kelly has really given them a spark this year. You know, they lost they lost a quarterback last year that was pretty mobile, mobile himself, provided a lot of spark from that offensive end. And Kelly stepped in there pretty quite nicely. The, the passing hasn't quite come along um, as much, but they're not necessarily just a major passing team. They've always been a run team. Mm. You know, they've always Sebastian Boyle pounding the ball, and then you get on those quarterback leak runs, and Kelly's done a good job at that. He's kind also a nice, pretty good uh, safety. Kind of a nice change of pace in that run game. It is. And he's also good safety. He's got uh, – he's averaging around six tackles. He has an interception and a fumble recovery as well on defense. Their linebacker, Jet Webb. Uh, class of 2025, he's 5'10", 185 pounds. He leads the team with eight tackles. He's also got an interception to fumble recovery. And then they have another linebacker, Frank Trevino, who's a senior, 5'10", 190. He's got 6.2 tackles a game, 6.5 tackles for loss in the year with a couple sacks. So another couple linebackers there that do a great job of controlling line of scrimmage, got decent size, um, you know, helping support in the run game, can provide some pressure, uh, pressure, in that offensive backfield. They're going to need that. They're, They're going to need that, yeah, yeah for sure. Because uh, Waverly, they have uh, Nolan Moss, the quarterback, the senior, 6'4", another 6'4". Yeah, another one of those guys. I was like, holy moly. 190 six, pounds. He's having a, a good uh, – he's having a good dual threat year as well. He's got 728 yards passing with four touchdowns. Uh, it's 282 rushing yards with eight touchdowns. 
So he's getting the job done on the ground as well as, as, as through the air. The problem is the production at the in the passing game for touchdowns. Yeah. He's got four, but he also has three interceptions. So I think, you know, the um, – you know, looking at some of the Waverly team, the, the objective probably would be to to make Moss try to beat you through the air. Yeah. That would be the goal, and I would think. You would think, you know, especially with that size, that he'd be able to scan that field better. And, yeah. I don't know, just, just doesn't make those. Yeah, the four touchdowns with three interception ratio is yeah. not it's not as impressive as you would like. Uh, or well, as, Especially going on in the season. Right. I mean, that he's he's going to have to be better than that, for sure. They're running back. Uh, they have a kind of a... Uh, a three-headed monster at the running back between Aiden Smith, Owen Stoddard, and Evan Caster, all seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, once uh, Aiden's got 300 yards rushing, Owen Stoddard's got 254. Evan Caston's has 236. So you're talking roughly, you know, about eight, almost 800 yards rushing between yeah. those three individuals. For the running game, is is kind of similar to Grand Island. It's that next man up situation. Um, you know, a lot of that is a lot of the offenses ran and driven by Moss and what he's able to do and then getting these guys involved with them. Yep. Uh, they also have a, an athlete who is a sophomore. He's got 322 all-purpose yards. So he's helping in the kick return game, does a little bit of receiving, helps even some rushing and, and Nathan Axman. So they're kind of using him in a multifacet, you know, using some of those special teams to get good field position. Uh, and then they're, you know, getting just kind of one of those guys you kind of just get the ball to, yeah. see what you can make I feel out. like this is going to be a closer game than maybe a couple of these other ones. Um, I don't know. What do you think as far as I – don't, I don't see it being a super high-scoring game. Yeah, you know, Scott's Bluff has an ability. They have the ability to grind down on yeah. it, right? They're kind of like Carney where they kind of like to dictate the the uh, gameplay and, and how you're going to handle things. So we, obviously with Sebastian Boyle, and with with Kelly, they there's a lot of run game that's involved. Yeah. Chews up clock, yeah, controls right. possessions, right? Kind of limit the other team. Um, so I would not be surprised. I mean, I, if I would be surprised if Waverly come out and drop 42 on these guys. I, I agree with you that Scott's Bluff has the ability to to make games interesting. Yeah, um, I think they can actually uh, if they can dictate uh, dictate the clock. Then obviously that's going to serve them better. I don't want to get into a, a scoring, um, you know, back and forth or anything like that. Yeah, I think, you know, both of these guys, you know, it's, it's how Waverly's defense is going to hold up against the run in comparison to what Scott's Bluff does. Scott's Bluff has a couple good running backs That's true. that can try to contain the run. So can Moss beat them him through the air? Yeah, they got to wear right? him down. Or, yeah. That would be the that would be my goal if I was Scott's Bluff is to is to, you know, use use our physicality to limit that run game and really see if if uh, if Moss and those receivers and those athletes they have can can try to beat you through the air more than they can on the ground, right. and then just control clock, run the ball, maintain those possessions, and and just try to grind yeah. them out like they it's normally do. It's an interesting teams. game, right? It yeah. is a it's a very interesting matchup because yeah. Waverly uh, Waverly looks really good. Um, you know, they their opponents have been decent. Um, you know, have they played? I don't. They haven't really played Scut. Or uh, you know some of the Bennington, some of those top teams, quite yet. But um, you know they they played some good teams yeah. and they performed very well. Moss has had a really good year. I think this could be this could be a resilient test for them because they are going to have a team that that is going to try to control the tempo on them. So well, Bluff has already seen some good teams this year. And so Scott's Bluff has too. Yeah. You know? So so it's going to be this is going to be an interesting game. I think it'll be a, it would be a fun game for people to watch. Yeah. To be honest with you.
It's not on TV, is it? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. We'd have to look and see what I it's on I TV. I forgot to see what game was on this this week. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to look. We'll have to look and At see least if they're here on. in Omaha. Um, the, the the biggest game of the week is going to be that Battle Creek Norfolk Catholic game. So they're both undefeated, one versus two in that Class uh, C uh, grouping, Class C two. Battle Creek is a they are a very run heavy team. They're a physical team. Um, their quarterback Jackson Metler, the senior, 5'11", 165 pounds. He uh, he he does have a hundred nine point eight quarterback rating. Uh, he's thrown for five touchdowns, 365 yards. So he can throw the ball a little bit. Um, you know, he can throw it. He can, they, they play They play very well with the accuracy game with their quarter. I think with their pass game, they use it They use it well. They, they make smart plays in the passing game because they're pretty run heavy. Mantler himself, he's got 391 rushing yards, six touchdowns. He's averaging 11 yards a carry. Um, and then Trent Euler. Uh, I know you Ooh, like Trent Euler. Yeah. As a senior, 6'2", 225. Um, There's a rumbles. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> he breaks tackles. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a tough <laughs> physical back. You know, like he just... Uh, I mean, some of those videos I saw of him, just like, uh, is this... He's a man playing in, in a kid's game there. Uh, for sure. I mean, just by the looks of him, you know. No, he's definitely he's definitely that way. And, you know, there's a reason that uh, they, that he has the interest that he has. He's averaging 94.6 yards a game. He's got 473 yards in the year, 12 touchdowns. He's averaging 8.8 yards a carry. So between the quarterback and the running back, you're talking almost 20 yards a carry. Well, I guess you can't really go that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're averaging on close to a first down almost every time every, one of those every, guys run the ball. Carry. Yeah. Right? They do. You know, one thing that I like about, about Battle Creek as well is I like the size they have for the receiver position. So they got – uh, Cameron Korth, who's 6'2", who's probably their primary receiver target. And they got Blake Borchers, 6'4", 205. He plays a tight end linebacker position. As he, uh, Borchers has got 290 yards receiving with four touchdowns. I like the size they have a receiver. It makes it really tough when you have a physical team that likes to run the ball down your throat, and then you got these just big, big physical yeah. re- receiver tight end uh, that can handle the blocking. And make it tough, make it tough matchups from those DBs right. on the other side of the ball. Probably well, I, I have the ability to break one too. You know, like you know, you'd be run, 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 and you just throw that pass, right. you know, expecting run, and nine, eight in the box, and the next thing you know, you got one on one, and you can make some plays out there. It really puts pressure on the the opponents because you you got those big guys up. You talk about a hundred and nine point eight quarterback rating. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, some of his accuracy is probably because he can just throw the damn ball up. Yeah. And let allow these guys to go get it. You know, these guys probably do a great job high pointing the ball. Uh, you could just put it up high, and they go up and grab it. Right? right? They're big. They're big guys. Another prospect for that Battle Creek team is Dawson Amick, uh, the the junior, six three, two fifty. Plays a tackle and DN position for him. He's averaging around three tackles a game. Got a couple sacks. You know, is he? He's the type of player where, you know, that it's not necessarily the, the numbers are going to just be outstanding, but he does a great job at the line of scrimmage on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, protecting the quarterback and then filling gaps uh, during the run game, putting a little pressure on the quarterback uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he's, he's just a, he's a load to handle on that line. And if anybody, um, if anybody's taught you over the last couple of years, the trenches matter. 
Right. You know, right. Trenches matter. I'm an Eagles fan, so tr- right, trust yeah. me. They- All right. All right. <laughs> the well, trenches matter. All right. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> um, so Battle Creek is is definitely a team that likes to. They like they like the tough game. They like they like to get physical. They like it rough, uh, and they they want to to try to see if you can match any part of the physicality that they bring to the game. Yeah. Norfolk Catholic, you know, on the other hand, uh, they. They are kind of your perennial, if you will, a team that is one of the teams to beat. You know, they're consistently there almost every year, uh, whether it's towards the top or in the state championship. Yeah, um, but these guys are. It was kind of hard to see who to focus on with their team. It was. Of, they have a lot of weapons on that. Team. It definitely does. You know, and then it all starts with Carter Jansen. You know, there's there's six one QB. Their QB, yep, six one, hundred seventy five pounds. You know, he is the, the, he kind of is what makes them go, um, you know, whether it's offensive, um, you know, being able to throw the ball, being able to run the ball a little bit. He's got a quick release. He does he have knows, a very quick release. You know, like he knows where he's going with that ball pretty quickly. So kind of hard to defend. Yeah. And they're another team that has, they kind of have a, an athletes that they put around the backfield around him and allow him to. He runs well himself. Yes, he yeah. does. Um, you know, Brandon Kohler's. Uh, the senior, uh, Max Hammond, uh, he's a junior, six foot, 185 pounds. And then they got Nathan Timmerman, who plays running back as well, also plays the safety position, 5'10", who's a sophomore. So they kind of have these these running backs that surround them that are able to, to get you know yardage plays, catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit, um, you know, and create opportunities in those run in the run game to spell Jansen and being able to to allow him to distribute the ball. Um, help block even when he when he is able to get loose and, and run a little bit. Um, and then the uh, the last guy that I have for Norfolk Catholic Catholic excuse me is the is Mason Widener, the senior 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, you know he is he's probably their force when it comes on that defensive uh, that defensive line. He's somebody that um, you know that they lean on to be a run stopper uh, and to try to help you know help themselves in control and. Yeah, I was uh, looking on same kind of. I was looking at Nolan Fennessy, who's also a defensive end tackle. Yes, um, great size. No, he looks really quick, hits hard, obviously. Um, and he's one of those guys who, when he's on the defensive line, it takes more than one guy to actually effectively block him. So, okay. so but the, between yeah. him and Widener, though, those are going to be your, those are going to be the ones that are going to create problems. And if the, if they're going to have any success, you know, stopping Battle Creek, those are going to be the guys that have to either you know fill those gaps, mm-hmm. or they're going to be the ones that have to take up bodies to open up right. holes for the linebackers to come in and yeah, and make like plays. Yeah, like Tennessee's, you know, it takes two guys, you know, hopefully, you know, a linebacker can get in right. behind them. You know, yeah, shoot them gaps and see yep. if you can make a play, right? Because the, you know, it's not like Euler is going to be somebody that can just. Uh, bounce a ball, bounce it outside and just have that top end speed. Right. He's a between the tackles kind of run it, run it at you kind of uh, running back. So, um, you know, Mettler is the one that's going to be able to bounce it out. And you're hoping that, you know, the linebackers can get there because you don't want him going up against your safeties or cornerbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this game is really tough to call because you, again, you, you have, you have, uh, you can never, you never question the champion's will. And that's what Norfolk Catholic is. is they're perennial. You know, there's there's somebody that just knows how to win. They're well coached, they game plan very well. They have some good athletes at key positions. You know, Battle Creek they have to kind of learn that. You yeah. know, they they have a lot of tools that can win games, especially in the the class that they're in. But they, ha- you know, when when the time when the 
when it comes down to the those those moments in the game that matter, Norfolk Catholic has an advantage. Yeah. So I'm expecting this to be a close game. Well, Battle Creek, no time but now. You know, yeah, it's, it's time to start learning. This is the time to um, this is the time to try to take over. I mean, no better chance, right? You're you're undefeated. You're playing the undefeated, you know, team that has been at the tops or near the tops every year. This is your moment to to kind of take that next step, right? Now, do you think home field advantage is going to play? Home field year? advantage will definitely play a part. Um, but I know Battle Creek travels well, yeah. So I, I imagine their fans are going to be in there pretty heavy. You yeah. know, they, I think they understand the importance of the game. I think they've been waiting for this type of game. Battle Creek's been kind of building this moment. You know, Doss, uh, Dawson's brother Dylan had some good years there at their at their quarterback position, and you know they've been kind of building to this moment of of kind of taking over uh, that the reins of that top team. But again, you can't you can never question the 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 will of a champion. And uh, sounds like you're going to Nor- Norfolk Catholic, huh? It would be. I mean, it's it's a drive. Game, but honestly, it's a it's a tough game to call. You know, I'm gonna say. I, I mean, me myself, I like physical teams. I like run teams. I think you know what, what we talked about in the past is that I think what's been established in a lot of these classes is that there's levels to it. And I think you see the physical teams assert themselves. Mm. If you think about all the top teams at each one of the class in each one of the classes, majority, if not all of them, are physical teams that yeah. can run the ball, control that line mm. of scrimmage. So I'm going to take Battle Creek. Wow, look at that upset special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an upset. Yeah, I don't know if it's But um, you know, some people would all probably right, be take upset. it to your bookie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last game we just quickly wanted to kind of touch on was the Chatter and Sydney game. We're just, you know, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but we, you know, we did like the matchup. Um, Chatter the only loss they have is to Mitchell. Um, they have Quinn Bailey, the, the running back. He's averaging 107, excuse me, he's averaging 197 yards a game. He's got 788 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns. He's averaging 7.7 yards a carry himself. Nice. Uh, their quarterback, Brock Berry, the senior, 6'2", 170. Uh, he's got a 51% completion percentage, which is not bad. Um, he's got 228 yards passing, a couple touchdowns. So, you know, obviously their objective is to run the ball, yeah. right? Uh, but Barry can, you know, he can't, he's completing about half of his balls and, you know, he's able to to create a little bit of a passing attack, which you got to keep people, you got to keep people balanced. Keep them guessing, man. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't want to put like nine guys in the box or they right. just don't trust or they... You know, they're daring you to throw the ball, basically. Um, Caden Buskirk, the middle linebacker, he's a junior, he's averaging 7.3 yards, uh, excuse me, 7.3 tackles a game. Uh, you got Gage Wild, the middle linebacker, also plays a little bit of wide receiver. Uh, he's got 22 tackles. He's tied for team lead. He's got averaging 5.5 a, a game, with, and he's also got an interception on the year. So they, they got some good linebacker play at Chatterin. Uh, altogether, the team's got six turnovers on the year in five games, so they're averaging about a turnover a game. Yeah. So they rely a lot of heavily on, you know, running the ball, you know, making passes when need be, and then playing good defense and trying to create turnovers. That's gonna be Chatterin's game. Going against Sydney, who has a tremendous athlete at quarterback in Isaac Doty. You know, he's got 144 passing yards. He's averaging 144 passing yards a game and 152 rushing yards per game. So he's got fourteen hundred and eighty-two total yards Ooh. with seventeen touchdowns on the wow. on the year so far. Sounds like you stop him, you stop Sydney. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he is the strength of their offense. But 
you know, not not to be, you know, not to just say that, but you know, he is definitely kind of the focus. They have Luke Holly, the running back, 6'1", 195 pounds, so good size, good size. running back. Yeah. 614 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. Holy so he's holy. averaging 123 yeah. a game. So between Doty and Holly, you got you got kind of a, a good balanced attack in that quarterback running back position that Chatterin's really going to have to focus on. Um, the receivers, you got Alec. There's there's a few of them um, that they're running with. You know, they got Alec Doty and Lance Holly, the the sophomores. Uh, there's Landon Riddle, who's a junior. Uh, he leads the team in, in receptions and also has three interceptions on yeah. in, in the defensive back position. Nice. Uh, they got a big tight end. He's uh, 6'3", 200 pounds, and Patrick McCarty. Um, they, uh, they're on the defensive side. They got Keon Kaiser. He's a soft. He's only a sophomore. 685 pounds. Hmm. So a good. A, I mean, you're talking about a 15 year old yeah. potentially. <laughs> That's six three hundred eighty five pounds. Uh, leads the team with 47 tackles, got 9.4 tackles a game as a sophomore, wow. and a fumble recovery. And then you got the junior, Reed Fiscus, who's 6'2", playing linebacker, who's averaging six and a half tackles a game. He's got an interception. He's only played two games so far. Huh. He's averaging six and a half tackles and got a pick. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's really going to come down to maybe kind of similar to that Waverly-Scotts Bluff game probably. To where Chatterton's really going to need to con- try to control the ball. You're going to need to try to play solid defense and contain. Uh, try to create well, some I mean, turnovers. Like they have a lot to cover on the Sydney's offensive side. You know, yeah, a lot of responsibility. Well, and Sydney's going to obviously they're going to be focused on stopping Quinn Bailey. 197, almost 200 yards a game. Yeah, you know that's going to be their primary focus. You and Kaiser using Kaiser and and Fiscus to try to you know try to see if they can make some plays in the in the backfield. Um, but you know it's really going to come down to Doty, Isaac Doty, you know, performing like he does, creating some, uh, you know, being balanced in that pass game, that rush game for himself, hand the ball off to Holly, seeing if he can maintain that that hundred yards game, and then just getting the balls out to some of these playmakers at the receivers position, uh, whether it's quick screens, whether it's um, whether it's you know slants, you know, see yeah. if they can get over the top of them. There's a good chance maybe break one that they can't. Yeah, I mean it's point. you know it's gonna. They, that's kind of what they do, um, you know. And then they they just rely upon the legs and arm of Doty a lot of the times, and and then hand the ball off to Holly and and let him uh, let him attack that middle when Doty's attacking those outsides, you know. Right. You know, it's going to be. I think I think unsimilarly to the the Waverly and Scotts Bluff. I know I mentioned similarly as far as maybe the way that the game plan should be. Sydney's probably got too much firepower. Yeah. Um, I mean, just listen to it, right? Just, just by just like you know like. You're trying to talk yourself into like it being like super close, and then just by talking about it, I'm talking myself into like it not being that close. Yeah, unfortunately. So I mean, but you never know. You know. That's why you look you at some of these things. Game. I mean, stats aren't everything, right? But they mean a lot, right? So you start, you look at these things, and you say, okay, you know, you got, you know, a five and zero team, a four and one team. It's a good matchup. And then you start looking into the numbers, and you're like, wait a minute, may not be yeah. as good of a matchup right. as what we thought it was going to be. I'm guessing that Sydney's probably gonna. They're going to win by double digits. Yeah, you know, um, it's you know, I think it'll be not a relatively easy game. Not maybe maybe Chatter will keep it close for a little bit early, but Sydney pulls away probably yeah. in the end. Hopefully, at least a half. Hopefully, they can keep it. You never know what happens after yeah, that. Yeah, for know? sure. So those are the, the 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 prospects. A little bit of previews of the the games that we picked for the week. Um, haven't made really any decisions. We're going to attend any games or not. Um, I actually have a prep hoops event to attend on Sunday. So, um, you know, part of me is like, 
should I take the Friday night off since I got to be out <laughs> Sunday? Right. Um, but, you know, there's other parts of me that, you know, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I should stay close to home and, and really check out that Bellevue West Gretna game. Mm. Um, you know, it's a top That's 10. That's going to be a good game, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it'll be a good game. I'll it's, bet you that one's on TV. It's Bellevue West's it's homecoming. Well, Bellevue is play at Bellevue West, uh-huh. so it will be on TV, but Bellevue West does not, they do not, uh, they do not like to give people free passes. <laughs> you got to pay to watch their teams. So, um, you know, it, it could be a game that I, if I go to a game, it'll probably be the one I go to. It's a, it's Bellevue West homecoming. It's a good matchup. You know, it's a game that we haven't necessarily talked about, but that'll give me something to talk about. That's right. There right? you go. <laughs> So, uh, but I don't know anybody with free tickets on day no. There you go. <laughs> or Nebraska, Michigan. I mean, you got free tickets. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. But um, so, yeah, for the, for this episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. This is David, Mike, and it's Bleacher Preachers out.